And we're back, Stripe Show Podcast, on a Tuesday. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. If I sound a little, um, you know, kind of stuffed up, once again, I am. I've, uh, you know, only been sick now for probably two and a half weeks, Keith, um, trying to get over this. You know, had the, the body aches and the cramps and, um, you know, sweats and all that. You're hot, you're cold. And then... Um, that all cleared up and now it's in my head, you know, so now I've got the sinus, I've got uh, the headache, packing up stuff, the, anyway, two and a half weeks of this crap, tested for COVID, I'm fine, flu, fine, I don't know, anyway, my health is about as good as my uh, picks as far as winning on the PGA Tour so far this year. How you doing, man? Keith Stewart joins us back at home, not on the road this week. I am well, my friend, and uh, I guess I won't ask you how you're doing. I, I'll say this much, though. Yours is in less than two weeks, so clear that up because okay. I'm not getting in that studio with you if you're if you're hacking up a lung. <laughs> all right, so play, clear that thing up. Uh, yeah, right. how I think many, I'm on the mend. We're going, right. Well, you know. Um, yes, good to be home uh, here in the studio, and uh, um, next week uh, I'll be on the road, and then players, I'll be with you. So yep. we'll have our second uh, live live show so that'd be kind of cool look yeah look forward to that uh, having you back here in northeast florida and of course the tour now has made its way over to florida and uh the uh, the cognizant classic down at pga national no longer the honda classic which kind of hits home you know just that one hurts a little bit because i mean i know it hasn't been the best fields as of late but you know the honda classic was the longest running tenured um sponsored tournament before they pulled the plug so this one just I don't know. I guess it's just another example of the uh, the times that we're in. Everything's changing, moving, that, but it's the Cognizant know, Classic, and I and and uh, look, uh, they they stepped up, and the tournament's still on down at PGA National. Very difficult golf course. We'll get to that here in a second. Our best picks on that. I spent a lot of time, just so you know, last night and this morning on handicapping this thing, and I plan on winning this tournament. So I just want to get that out there. Um, out of the out of the gate here and getting on the board with the winner. But you said something before we came on air. Jake Knapp, of course, won last week. And I thought it summed it up really perfectly as far as oh, yeah. what this season really has been all about. Can you uh, can you say that again for me? Jake Knapp is your lowest pre-tournament odds winner of the 2024 season. Not only is he the lowest, but... He's the lowest by far. I mean, most books would have had him right around 45 to 1 plus 4,500. Yeah. And uh, Hideki was 80, 80 something there at uh, at Genesis. Wyndham Clark was over 100 at Pebble. And everybody else, nobody even knows their names. So it's um, it's one of those things. It's it's If Jake Knapp is the lowest – is the most favorited golfer to win a golf tournament this year in 2024. Kind of, kind of wraps things up, you know. Is put a bow on it right there. That's a, that's a good summary statement for the first seven weeks when it comes to betting. And, hey, you could say we want, and they were not winning at the clip that we that we would like to buy, but you can't make living long term betting naps of the world. Right. Well, you could him. He's in the 40s, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, there's no doubt. I mean, uh, and the fact that he was 40, right? The fact that he was 40 uh, to one going in, um, you know, kind of speaks volumes about the field that was, um, down there in Mexico. Yeah. And here's Jake Knapp's swing. I was, um, he works, uh, he's, he worked with a guy or still does a little bit. I'm kind of learning, um, cause most recently I think Jake was doing a few things with Dana Dahlquist, but his longtime coach, uh, John Ortega out in California. Um, Southern Cal, I think, uh, coaching legend. He's, uh, does a lot of great work out there and he's coached Jake since, um, he was eight years old. And so I've been texting with him, um, over the last, uh, four or five hours and just kind of learning about the journey of Jake Dapp because he really is an interesting guy. I mean, a guy that, uh, you know, went to the Canadian tour and was trying to make ends meet, was a bouncer, you know, just in case you didn't know, they only mentioned that probably 150 times. Um, during the telecast, but he, wait, wait. you know, he did, yeah, he was a bouncer. That's right. And, and, Unbelievable. So, yeah, right. And so, you know, he, he did some odds and ends to make things work, which a lot of these mini tour guys do. 
Um, gets to the Corn Ferry Tour, I think was a pretty solid player, gets out to the PGA Tour and wins. And it, it's a golf swing that it, it's really cool to watch. I, I really, really like this move for many, many reasons. Um, and if you follow me, you know why that is. But I'm really curious to ask John. He's going to join me on the pod on Thursday, as is Dahlquist. And we're going to kind of go all things inside uh, Jake Knapp, which I think is a really cool story, a really cool swing. And this is actually – a sequence for those watching on my YouTube channel. This is actually a little sequence from about seven or eight years ago. John sent me some some swings from like ten years ago, and I'm gonna tell you something, man. This golf swing hasn't changed. It's been just long, beautiful, fluid, a la Freddie Couples type of move for a long, long time. So, congrats to him. Seems like a good guy. Hopefully, we'll get him on the pod um, one of these days. But I think it just you, you hit it on the head, man. This is how the season has gone. Jake Knapp, the this, lowest odds winner of the year to this point at 45 to 1. Wait, bring up that. Can you bring up that picture? Yeah. Because I want to break this down for you. Looks like your golf swing. This is, no, 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 no. Look at this. Normal, you know, the guy on the club or filming Grove 23 or he's, you know, playing some sweet place like shadow creek in vegas and there's a lot of yellow plastic baskets mm-hmm. there's usually concrete on the ranges where pga tour winners go there's usually a lot of overhead lights remember the match last night uh, you know i you know i was thinking i was thinking the only thing longer than the honda pga tour was last night's 12 holes on tnt mm-hmm. right if you use any of that geez oh, but it's just kind of funny you see this guy this guy could be on a range anywhere right here, and he just won on the PGA Tour. Right. That's how. That's how. This middle, lower middle of golfers are in, you know, from Corn Ferry and up now, and it's pretty amazing. I mean, even D1 golfers. You look at a lot of these. Look at you know, look at our friend Ludwig. You know, coming right out and competing on the PGA Tour. And the golf swing is just as syrupy as anything. I mean, man, it's unbelievable. Give me a it stack is. of pancakes and watch that thing. Jeez, it, it is. looks good. Looks good. Hey, do, do me a favor. Jump out and jump back in because I think we got, we got to reset your uh, your wireless. And I'll uh, I'll tee it up while you jump out and jump back in so we get All a right. better uh, better signal. So Keith's going to jump out real quick and back in to um, improve that uh, signal. Yeah, but it's it's a great swing. And, you know, I'm going to have the guys on. Look, there's a lot of things here in the length of the swing, the way that he uses his body, um, the way that he – uh, you know, kind of gets the club, I would say, pointing a little bit to the right at the top, the club face and how the shaft pitches back and all these things um, kind of fits the narrative a little bit of a lot of the things that we've been talking about on Thursday, um, which has been great from an instruction standpoint. He jumps back in here. The uh, Cognizant Classic down at uh, PGA National, the old Honda Classic. This is a uh, very difficult golf course. I've been down there many times. Of course, I'm up here in um, – in Ponte Vedra, there he is. Let's get him back in here. Let's see, there he is. He's got the circle. There he is. That's a better picture there. Say something, Keith. Say something to our audience. I'm back. All right. All right. We're going to go with that. All right. So, the audience in classic. I was just saying, you know, I've been down there many times and uh, I've played the golf course. It is, you know, it, it, it's just, it's a brute. Um, it's tough. You know, you've got those two par threes coming in down the stretch, of course, uh, very penal. Uh, you, you better be able to keep the ball in front of you because if you don't, a uh, pretty good chance uh, it's going to go in the water. And when you start hitting the ball in the water, you can make a double bogey just like that. And so, you know, bogey avoidance, double bogey avoidance, um, keeping the ball in front of you, the approach game this week, some some mid irons, Keith. You know, I think some, some lengthy iron shots, certainly. Uh, into these greens, but I think most notably, perhaps in my mind, is that we're coming from the West Coast now over to the East Coast. And, and look, some guys play better out West. Some guys play better over here on the East Coast, and particularly down in Florida. There's certainly, you know, these regions that guys, um, you know, they play better in because a lot of are the putting surfaces. So, you know, tour players are great for a lot of reasons. I think one of the big reasons that they're so fantastic is are, are the adjustments that they can make. And they're going to have to make some adjustments now as they've worked from the West Coast to Mexico and now back over to Florida. And they get on this golf course and they start putting these greens. So 
give us some a few stats that you're looking at uh, the type of player that um, is going to bode well here because Chris Kirk, of course, won last year. Then Straka, Matt Jones, Sung J.M., Keith Mitchell, Rory's in the field. He won it back in 2012. These are the names and the guys that have done well here in the past. The things that you would generally feature here um, kind of can be encapsulated with what what we'll call par three scoring. Right. You mentioned the two on the back, 15 and 17, but I'm almost more concerned about five and seven and the hole in between on the front. Everybody makes a big deal about the bear trap, but five, six and seven play harder relative to par than the bear trap does. And five and seven are two more of those par threes. I mean, the, the field almost the bogey rate on the par threes at PGA Nationals champion course is almost 20%. Mm -hmm. So that tells you that if you can approach those greens and they're par three. So you're going to miss a couple of four rounds and you can handle Bermuda grass rough around those greens. And then you, when you do hit the green, can you two putt one putt and can you handle the Bermuda grass grain and all that comes along with it um, when you're rolling the rock. So for me, really what I'm really centered on this week is not just the one stat of par three scoring, but really we need the best ball striking approach guys currently on tour to compete this week. And then can they save a couple of pars or maybe scramble a little bit on these par fives when they get up close from tight Bermuda or from nappy Bermuda in order to score on those par fives. I mean, one of the unique things this year, they changed the par. I mean, that doesn't happen very often. It mm -hmm. was a par 70 forever. They changed the 10th hole, which does for the members it plays as a par five, but, they were playing it as a par four, and it was statistically one of the hardest holes on the golf course. And now they've added 20 yards, and they made it into a par five. Now, they're going to change. They're going to tear that up. Well, it's still a par yeah. four, is what yeah, it is. Right. Yeah, you know, and and the the low score to win, you know, won't really change, but the TV score will change. Right at the end of the day, um, will it get make these guys that much more? Well, I don't know. I, I because when I read the superintendent's report, they've had a rough winter down there in Southeast Florida. And they've had a lot of cloud cover, a lot of rain through December and January. They've got some really, really thin turf. And I think that unlike a lot of years, I think there's going to be softer conditions there. And I think that the rough in and around greens and alongside those fairways isn't going to be nearly as penal as it has been. So I think you could favor a little bit of length and power in this particular Interesting. Years based upon that report and the reports I'm getting from the ground down there, that it's just as lush as it has been in prior years. So, if you've got a guy that can pound it a little, like if there was ever a good year for Rory to come back, this is a good year for it, just right? Because yeah. around the greens is it's going to make a difference because I mean, it's really difficult to play these grasses, um, even if you are familiar with them because they're extremely unpredictable. And when you throw in 15 holes with water play and 60 bumps, well, I mean, you've got some trouble there. So yeah. it, I think there's going to be an opportunity with the extra par five and the being less dense and not being as healthy as it has been in previous years. Um, it's going to be blown out of the southeast. Maybe a chance of rain or on. You know, we might have another um, Shane Lowry storm on Sunday about around that around that time. Uh, but, uh, overall, um, I think that, uh, that, that's where I'm leaning. I'm going to go a little extra, a little extra off the tee, a little extra hmm. power this year. And then I, I, I just need, I need guys that are throwing darts and can putt Bermuda. And, All right. Uh, well, let's go to approach real quick. You know, last 36 rounds coming in. Let's start with that. There's Lucas Glover. We know that dude. Um, yep. is a stripe show with the iron Sam Ryder, who I want to ask you about here as we get into the show. He's two. Eric Cole lost in a playoff last year. He's three. Tom Hoagie always up there at four. Chris Kirk, defending champ, five. Yep. Daniel Berger, guy that I really like this week at six. Justin Lauer, I think is an interesting name at seven. And then uh, you start getting down into Ryan Moore, Doug Gim, Connors, Woodland, Pavon, etc. So the, uh, those are those are strokes can approach last 36 rounds. Real quick, par three scoring. Carson Young, interesting name this week. Uh, one, Ekro, two, Hoagie, Norin, McElroy, Luke Liss, Pavon, Grayson Sig, who I would throw in there as a bomber this week. Justin Suh played well here last year. He's in the yep. top 10. 
So, you know, those are um, just, you know, a couple stats here out of the gate before we um, before we get into the first look um, to kind of follow up on your point. But interesting thoughts, I think, on the agronomy. You know, on the agronomy, yeah, favoring the length a little bit and then a little dicey maybe around the greens. I mean, Rory won the match last week. He looks like he looked like he had a fresh cut. He looked happy. He looked, you know, healthy. He looked like he was smiling. He was in a good mood, kind of in his backyard this week. Rory just come out and blitz him this week. I mean, I I didn't think he looked all that focused last night. And I no, know I mean, it's the match he looked, number nine. Yeah, he was happy though. Like Rory's, you know, he looked comfortable. I mean, I, I'm gonna you know, in today's world. I'm, I, that's a positive thing. After he's probably happy he didn't have to deal with all that BS and the uh, policy board. Oh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sure that's a weight off of his shoulders. But let's just talk about Genesis. You know, it, it wasn't all that good there. I mean, no. This is the number one. This is the number two ranked player in the world. Yeah. We expect yeah. this guy. Not yeah, he should be an auto T10 every time he plays. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and, and you know, and uh, um, when you okay, so is there going to be more hype coming in? Around Rory to win or Eric Cole? <laughs> more hype, right. more I hype, mean, more right. more likely to win is Rory. Yeah, but I, you know, I bet you the leverage at the books or the liability is like hugely on the Cole side, not yeah. over Rory. I'm not saying that, but it's way closer. I mean, Rory's at seven to one, and the next guy is triple that: Cam Young and most boards. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. Well, that's, I mean, a, that's a heavy, heavy favorite. He's twelve two. On DraftKings, right. twelve thousand two hundred. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a, well. I mean, Cameron Young's just kind of finding his game the last couple of weeks. He was eighth at Waste Management, sixteenth at Jenison. He kind of Cameron Young's finally starting to look like Cameron Young again from a ball striking perspective. He, he's got to get the putter going. Eric Cole, you know, we know what Eric Cole's been doing the last year. Yeah. You know, he's been he's been very consistent. This is a great place for him. You know, where you can keep it in front of him and plot his way around, avoid the the big number like he did, and and you know, he almost won this thing last week or last year over uh, over Chris Kirk. But I'll uh, okay. So on that note, let me let me start here today with a little first. I'm gonna go this week. First look. I'm gonna start us here. Going with Russell Henley, and that I haven't I haven't really been getting on Russell Henley much as much as I did last year. I was kind of riding his wave. I actually did okay with some top 20s and this and that. And, you know, I was on Henley to win, um, what was it, two years ago up at uh, the Travelers. And he, you know, he made that run and battled his way back. I think he was tied for the lead or got the lead by one with four to play and he went double, double. <laughs> Remember Sounds that? about right. Remember that? And so Bye. I and so I jumped ship on uh, on Russell uh, after that. But I'm going to get back on him this week. Uh, I think this is a good spot for him. He hasn't been here in a couple of years, but when he was here, he's played well. All right, T20, T8, and a T3 back in 2021. And I, you know, look, Henley. I think when you look at where he's at right now this year, he played Century, didn't play well. Sony, he was fourth. AT&T made the cut. Genesis, uh, he was 24th. Iron Game, look, I think is right there and coming. He's been struggling with the flat stick. And so let's get the Georgia Bulldog back on the into the southeast. Let's get him back on the surface that he's comfortable with. He likes this golf course. He likes these greens. And so, look, this field, first look, he's played well here in the past. We need a little southeast uh, surface to get back on, get that putter warmed up. I mean, we only got to get to, what, 12 under to win this thing, somewhere in there, 10, 11, 12, 13. The winds seem to be kind of fairly mild Thursday, Friday. Maybe it's going to gust up a little bit on Saturday, but we're probably going to be in that 13 number. This this feels like code Georgia Bulldog, Russell Henley to me. I mean, 10 under wins you seven of the last 10 years. Yeah. So Russell Henley keeps it in play. I mean, he's, he does. Yeah. He's, he's a great pick. And I, I mean, I, I don't think you emphasized enough the changing grass. I mean, the fact that he's playing good on the West Coast on a carpet that he's not necessarily comfortable with, yeah. you, t- you bring him back to Bermuda grass. I mean, <laughs> I think then you just take the lid off scoring for him. You know, I, I think that, um, he's in considerably a lot of ways, better on Bermuda, putty. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, uh, the theme behind where you're going with that, is yep. the exact same theme behind my first click, which is 
JT posted. And, you know, I, I've been ringing the bell. Love it. But guess Love what? It. I mean, it's not like we've been far off. Look no. at this guy's year so far. Fifth at the Century, sixth at the Sony, 11 at Amex, right? Then 20th at Pebble. He misses the – I'm all over him for the desert. He misses the cut. Then he comes back. He's top 10 at Genesis. This is yep. not a guy you pick to go to Genesis and play well, right? But his ball striking has been really, really good. His approach game is is vastly improved from where it was, and he's a Bermuda grass putter. Yep. So I go – so last year, Chris Kirk was my first outright win of the year, right? First of 14. And – Kirk was sitting there at 30 to one and he had a hot start to the year. He went third place, third place. So at Sony Amex, he goes third, third. Then he misses a cut in the desert. Then he comes here and wins. Why? Because Chris Kirk is a Bermuda grass guy and he was hitting Mm -hmm. it good. So what you're doing with Henley, what I'm doing with Poston makes a ton of sense to me. We have got to take guys that are really hot with their iron game right now that can stand the test of the champion course at PGA national and then sprinkle on a little Bermuda grass fairy dust. And that's how we're going to break the trend. How it's going to happen. Yeah. I think we're, I think we're kind of thinking the same way. Um, I think JT makes um, a lot of sense coming back over here. I was texting with Fleener, his caddy, and I was like, man, you know, his iron game is just really oh. excelling here. I mean, he's cooled off a little bit, but. Like something's up here. His iron game is is fantastic, and when you can you can take a player like that who we know can flat out fill it up, and you get him over here on this Bermuda where he's just you know he starts putting to the ocean literally and like making everything, and he and he can go positive three or four strokes gain approach. That's a that's a that's a nice recipe on a course like this where you know what we were talking about when we got to get to it to ten eleven under par. So yeah. I, I really I, you know, look man, I like these two picks a lot. I think. um uh, I, I took a really hard look at JT as well. I think it's a great pick, and I, I feel very comfortable with Henley coming back over here. Oh yeah, um, as well. So, real quick before I let you drive, because you know I just want to go back to the top board real quick. Yeah, we know we know McElroy's McElroy, right? We we know he can show up at any point and just and go. Um, are are you are you comfortable with Cameron Young? What you're seeing? We're starting to see some growth here. I think with Cameron Young, he's getting his iron game back a little bit. Um, the putter hasn't been like exceptionally well, but I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to pull the trigger at like an 18, 19 to one. Are you yet on a Cameron Young? No, no, no. I, I would, I would love Cameron Young back where, you know, Jake Knapp is. Yeah. At Mexico. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's where yeah. I, you know, um, Cameron Young's at home down. Oh, you know, like in a field where he's the favorite, they're going to put him in the prem. They're going to be jamming up his schedule and everything. Um, on a golf course that, yeah, his ball striking can definitely do some damage. No, he's got to be able to chip and putt Bermuda, which is one of the tougher surfaces to do that on. You know, he's a Northeast kid where he was, you know, native to up there in New York. So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, if you're giving me some names down there, um, and we're talking about confidence factor and you're talking about young or, or Cam Young, Cole. Uh, Ben on Matty Fitz, Tom Kim, those types of guys. Yeah. I mean, I think of that list, Cole's the one I would back. Oh, sure. To win, to yeah, win for, for sure. sure. Yeah. You know, yeah, I agree. That, that's the one of that whole list there. And then of course you've got Russell in there and JT in there. We've already talked about them, but I mean, Matty Fitz has been really off lately. Um, real quick on Fitz, real quick. Yeah. Go. So he, you know, his approach game hasn't been very, very clean. Has he struggled with his irons a little bit? I saw him out there with the sticks in the ground and I think trying to keep the club a bit more out in front of him on the West Coast. And, and I don't know if that's leaking into his, his putting as well, but he, he has not been putting well. So if we're going to have this narrative about getting back to Florida and putting better on Bermuda, I think you got to, you got to throw fits in that because historically he's been much better, you know, on Bermuda as well as far as his splits. But I don't think I'm ready to throw Fitz into that same class. I just think he's, I think he's ailing right now in multiple parts of his game. And that scares me a little bit, but I do think he's probably happy to get back to Florida and see, you know, probably frankly with a lot of these guys, just some damn warmth, just some sun and like, Oh my God, I think I'm going to take my sweatshirt off kind of thing and, and yeah. play golf in and in a golf shirt. And I can actually feel my face and not see my breath. I mean, 
I lived it. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for Orlando next week. Trust me. Of course, I'll get there and it'll rain and it'll be 55, but oh, yeah. you know, the wind will blow 30. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, the top of the, it's interesting. We have 13 of the top 40 in the official world golf rankings, whatever that means. Right. But we have, we have some names here this year and I was there last year. We didn't have a lot of names there other than Shane Lowry and, you know, a couple other guys at the top of the board. I mean, that's why, you know, Chris Kirk and Cole and those guys, you know, they, some of those, some other of those guys like Justin Sun, whatever, were in the top five, you know, like even the top 13 that are here of that top 40 aren't names right now that are in the, the worst form, you know? So, um, like, okay. So how about like, this would be a place where everyone's like an auto first click. They're, they're looking down the board for, they're they're looking for a couple different guys, but one of them is definitely Sung JM, right? So Sung J hasn't gained on approach in I don't know since they started the Honda Classic. I mean, it was it's been a while. he's he did not play well out west, and people could say, well, he's a Bermuda guy, he's a Bermuda guy. How many times people have played him at the Farmers and he was great, or mm-hmm. you know at the Century where he was great, you know, like guys won in Vegas, you know, he's a good desert golfer, you know, like Sanjay's pretty, pretty automatic everywhere. And there's, there's problems in the iron game, you know, uh, yeah. there's some, he hasn't been good. Yeah. It's been, it's been rough for him. You know, yeah. that's the guy who everybody loves on tour. Everybody wants to root for, you know, so like there's, there's a lot of, you know, names in the beginning of this board. till I get to about 40 that I'm just not, I'm just not 100% comfortable with. And I know Sanjay's further down than that, but like after 40, it becomes a lot more fun for me, you know, well, on this board. Okay. So let's explore here just a little bit before I, I give you the keys to the car and you drive past 40. Okay. Yeah. So I, I could, you know, I haven't bet Tom Kim here, but I could certainly talk myself into it. Um, you know, you, you brought up JT. There's Shane Lowry. He's at about 30 to one. He's got a great track record here. Um, you know, you go to, Shane Lowry, he was T5 here last year and second the year before that, um, has made the cut, you know, for the last four years. So he, he, he's a guy that, you know, likes this place and is comfortable with this place when the wind gets at Minwoo Lee, I, I think is a guy is a, that people are going to bring up. Has he played here? He was, he played here last year for the first time. I think he was in the top 25, T25 somewhere in there, but I get down to, you know, there's Connors. I'm going to pass. You talked about Sungjae. I'm going to pass. You know, I know Steven Yeager made a run last week. Probably maybe could have won, but I'm going to pass. I'm just not ready to bet him to win. Um, you know, some win equity you talked about most of the year. There's Chris Kirk. You know, I, I'm comfortable with Chris Kirk around 40 to one. Um, here yeah. as a defending champion. Why not? I'm also comfortable with Daniel Berger. I, I tell you, I have really been impressed with Daniel Berger so far to what we've seen. You know, he's, you, you expect a little bit of, um, rust, you know, and working himself back into it. But we've seen some nice performances and some nice stretches from Daniel. Um, and since he's come back, you know, he was 28th at waste management, hit the ball very good. American Express, uh, he was 39th. I mean, he's, look, man, he's, he's, he's done okay. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable putting a, you know, a few little pieces there on him to win. You know, he likes this place and look at those changes. Look at those changes. Those aren't, man, it's, um, you know, that, that club on the bottom there definitely pointing more to the right than it used to. And, um, he's taken that on and I've watched him when he's been on the telecast and it looks just like that on the bottom. So what that tells me is he's, his feel is real and he's owning it. He's feeling good. And look, is he going to win this week? Is he ready to win again? Probably not. But at the Honda, Southern Florida, Daniel Berger surging with this field. I could sprinkle a few a few dollars on him. I'm going to go to Will Zalatoris. Okay. Thir- 13th at Farmers, right? Then all of a sudden he gets on a golf course, he's comfortable, and he's back, right? So Daniel Berger, I watched him hit some balls. We talked about this around Pebble. Mm-hmm. And maybe we talked about a desert week. And I went and looked for him on the range and these changes and um, – it looks a lot better for him health-wise, for his it body. Mm-hmm. And Berger looked pretty comfortable with some wholesale changes, as you like to say. And um, you put him now back, you know, Zalatoris is comfortable at Riv, 
Berger is definitely comfortable on this golf course, playing <laughs> yeah, his low cut, yeah. keeping it in play. Um, really good, you know, flighting of the ball in the wind, loves Bermuda grass. So yep. Yep. I, I think, I mean, in that range of all these other names that you're throwing at me, right? Um, I mean, he gives me a lot more to bank on to do something serious than, than most anyone else you've, you've mentioned yet. That's why I said around the forties, things start to catch my attention because you got a okay, guy like it. him. All right, drive us, drive us, drive us to, to the forties and beyond. Well, you've got a guy like him in the forties. Mm-hmm. Right. But then as you go a little bit further, then you've got, you know, there's, there's three names coming up of guys that are hitting the ball really, really good. And a little East coast wouldn't hurt from a grass perspective. Right. So okay. I'm going to give you three guys here. And if you had to pick one, okay. good luck. All right. You ready? Adam Spenson, Tom Hoagie and Christian Bezadenhut. They're all oh. sitting in the five, six land. Okay, yep. pick one of those three for me. I'm right. Good luck. Yeah. Okay, so you so see, you said Fenson, Bazadenhout, and Hoagie. Hoagie, yep. Yeah, I, I would go Bazadenhout. Yeah, I would Bobby. go. I would go Bazadenhout. I I really like the way his, he his he's speaking of wholesale changes. So Bazadenhout's made some changes in his game in his swing working yep. with Jeff Smith. Looks very clean. I think I think that was a good matchup. Those two getting together. His driver's been hmm, okay, but his iron game's really excelling. And we know that Bezadenhook can be a solid putter, you know, so. Yeah, he's the know, best Hoagie's, putter of the three. He's the best putter of the three. And, you well, know, I mean, he's just a great putter. I think, I think Bezadenhook can putt on anything. He's just one of those guys that, you know, he's, yeah. he's just an excellent putter. So I, I, Hoagie, yes, you get a little more of the upside with, with the iron game. I get that, but I see Bezadenhook excelling. You get the putter. Can we just drive the ball a little bit cleaner this week? I would go, I'll go Christian one, Hoagie two, Svenson three. Yeah. I just don't fall asleep on Svenson because yeah. outside of the putter, which is always much better on Bermuda for him. I mean, he was one of the best on ball strikers at Genesis along with Tom Hoagie. Okay. And if, if you don't think that the book is worried about Tom Hoagie, why was he 125 at Genesis? Now we come back east and he, he's no Bermuda grass killer by any stretch of the mission, but now all of a sudden his odds are down there in the mid fives. It's less than half. Mm-hmm. And he's got what? Three straight top twenties in a row. And he's just striking his irons like he did when he won, you know, here's a guy, Kenny, you know, Kenny putt Bermuda grass last year at Sawgrass. He shot the course record, right? Yeah. Right yeah. there from you. So I yep. mean, um, I think those are three interesting names. I think that's a really, I think those are, those are three really interesting names right in there in that 40 to 50 range. I've bet Bazenhut for the record. I haven't bet the other two. Um, let, let me, yeah. let me ask you this. Okay. Cause right in that range, 55, 60 to one, where, where, where's our boy Denny at? He's just kind of, you know, he's just kind of hovering around like T30 every week. And, you know, yeah. his guy, he's, he's lost his, I feel he's lost his driver a little bit. His iron game's been okay. We know he can putt, but I can maybe see some, I don't know, maybe the rest of his game is leaking into his, you know, he's putting too much pressure on his putting and he hasn't quite been the same. And this is a guy that, you know, maybe, yeah, let's get back to Florida and kind of reset. I know his, his coach, Brian, um, was it Kriegman is, is here in Southern Florida. And so maybe it's a bit of a reset for, for Denny and, um, you know, get back out there at the Honda, but you look at his record at the Honda and he missed the cut last year. Uh, where was he? Did he play? And then, and then to see 2022, he was 30th and just lit it up on the greens. And I think he's, I, I mean, at least last year I was telling him like he was really, really excelling with his, um, with his iron game and you could see the growth there to match his putter. And I feel like maybe. He's kind of taking a step back at this point. But again, get back. His coach is there. Maybe the reset button back into Florida. Let's get this thing going. Because you know that's the way some of these guys think. I'm going to give you oh, on sure. that line. I'm going to give you a, a confidence pick of three because I like that here in a second for you to rate. Oh, but boy. you know right. there's a lot of guys that they get to Florida and it's like, okay, March 1st, Florida swing, reset. Here we go. Like they need that. You know, back on our surface, Denny's – Phenomenal in Bermuda. I don't know. So, I, I, I'm waiting want, for it. I'm waiting for it. And I just feel like, is it this week for Denny? Some just want good weather. 
Some yeah. just want good weather. Yeah. We yeah. had week, it. So. Is it, I'm, I'm, no, not. Uh, PGA you know, National. Okay. Play because all of those penalty areas, um, you're just going to lose the you can't make up on the greens. Yeah. Right. That's why, that's why we've, we've got to be favoring these guys that, you know, now, it, and if Denny wins this week, he will spike with his ball striking, which he hasn't done already this year in a field like this. I mean, he's probably in the bottom third for ball striking, meaning off the tee and approach so far in 2024. So it would have to be a total change of what he's doing to go alongside that great putting stroke that he has. All right. So here's, here's my three for you. Ready for this? Oh, my. All right. Yeah, this is okay. And this, this goes on my narrative that's consistent with Denny in that hasn't been the best year to this point, but now they're back in Florida. They've, they, they excel here usually in Florida and particularly at this particular golf course. So we talked about one, which is Sung Jay. And, right. you know, we know he won it back in 2020. He's T8, but it's clearly not the same Sung Jay to this point. The other that we've talked about. And that I've been on a little, and he kind of bodes out well with the numbers, is Sam Ryder, who hasn't exactly performed, I think, that great to this point. But you look at him here at PGA National, 2022, he was T9. 2021, he was T8. And then another guy that I think is just kind of treading water right now is Lee Hodges, who comes back over here, and he was T14 in 2023 and T9 in 2022. So those are three guys that you know, I think, are hitting the reset button back in Florida. The sun is out. And it's like, let's get this train going. Of those three, your confidence is what? Oh, <laughs> man. That's a tough one. <laughs> I mean, I gave you three guys that are playing good. To pick one, I mean, chances are. I went the are. other way. On per- okay. I mean, Sorry. Sungjae, uh, I don't know what's going on with Sungjae's irons, but he's never done this in his career. Um, Lee Hodges. I have a tough time figuring out what he's doing well. I know he's better on Bermuda, but I mean, you got to get to the green at some point, you know, um, the ball striking there is like bottom third of the field of a field of 144. So that's pretty deep. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, it's, it's been seven, eight months since he won uh, up there in Minnesota. So that's long enough to have it fall off the map. And then Sam Ryder's down in the 5k land. For DraftKings, I mean, you just pick three guys that would be. If I picked one to make it through Friday, I'd be doing okay. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, if that was the case, I'd go with Sunjay because he's the best player of the. Coming into this week, if Sam Ryder had shown anything on, he would be a guy that you would definitely love for a placement. You know, you'd get a nice like two or three to one on a top twenty because um, he's going to be down in that six K range in the DFS land, and and it's just though there's three guys right there. I mean, I think maybe a move to live or something. I don't know. They need more than just a change of grass, you know, because um, they uh, definitely need definitely need a a paradigm shift to what it is they're doing, either in their practice routine or what they're seeing from a performance level. Um, And there will be guys, and Sungjae could be a great candidate for it, that will – transform with seven weeks to Magnolia Lane. And, and I think that that's, we, we see it every year. Um, but one of these three, very low confidence, very low confidence. Right. If well, I pick one, so, I pick the best player. So I pick something. Okay. okay. I, I would probably, mm, I'd probably agree with that. Yeah. I'd probably agree with that. Doug Gim has been showing some form kind of working. Doug Gim has been good. Here. He's been solid. Yeah. Doug and Gim's it's the ball striking that does it. So, EVR has been playing some, I think, some solid golf. Great. Um, Great. McNeely seems to be on the way back up again. He's in the field this week. He's around seventy to one. And we know Lucas Glover is going to give you the ball striking. The question is, is he going to get that putter back to you know what we were seeing last year, where he won a couple times? And because when you know, obviously, when Lucas putts well, he's He's great, but it feels like he's a little ways away from that, from the win at the Wyndham, the win at the FedEx when he was putting at positive four and a half a clip. Now he comes off the Genesis where he lost four, lost one and a half at Pebble, lost seven at Century. Oh man, I, you know, this. I mean, seven's a lot to lose. Oh my gosh. 
guillotine. I mean, people see these numbers or we crack jokes or do whatever, but like, that's a lot. Wow. That, that's like, that's, that's a visible problem to anyone that's watching on TV. Not that he'd be on TV with those kind of numbers, but like, if you were watching that on TV, you would say to yourself, wow, that looks really off. Well, seven. Take me somewhere. Take me somewhere here. We're in the eighties now. We're going eighties and beyond. Is there, you know, Dietrich kind of fell off the train last week. He's at 90. Hubbard's been playing well at 100. You know, you're ready to bet him to win. Your boy, well, okay. uh, Pen- your boy Pendrith, uh, Ugh. ran into the wall last week yep. at 100 to one. Global curse. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, he'll be 15 week Pendrith and I won't bet him for sure. <laughs> I bet, I've bet him three times in the last like seven months and he's missed the cut time. So I, I'm going to do the guy a favor. I'm going to do myself a favor. I'm going to do the guy a favor and not even mention his name anymore. You could talk about it. Um, I think Maverick McNeely is a wonderful play. I think his yep. Walsh, I, to win, I don't know, but, um, I'm not quite there on him there. There's some, there's another name right there that's much better on Bermuda. Um, it seems like every time Bermuda grass shows up, this guy's putter is just absolutely stellar. And the ball striking has been pretty good this year so far. And at a hundred to one, I like a Ben Griffin. Ben Griffin likes this golf course. And when you start to put together uh, a long-term betting strategy for who's going to win at the champion course here at PGA national, you've got to have guys that can putt Bermuda. And a, a big reason for that is that outside of five feet, you know, all your different buckets, um, the tour make average this week is better than the tour standard, the tour average, right? Which means mm-hmm. you can make some putts here as long as you can read the greens. And they're going to be grainy. And especially if they're a little bit soft, uh, I think that a guy that can really roll it on Bermuda like a Ben Griffin becomes becomes a, a definite threat. And especially in a year like 2024 where um, these wonderful stories are popping up. I mean, the guy's a great ball striker and uh, everybody would be rooting for him. Uh, and you see him in that, in you know, I mean, if he gave me Ben Griffin and Lucas Glover right now, I mean, it's, you know, I'm going to take Ben Griffin because at least – you know, he can putt and I, and he's not the ball striking level that Lucas is, but he's good enough, you know, and, um, Hubbard's been great lately. Not sure Bermuda, but Hubbard's been great lately. If you're looking for a guy in a placement. Um, he's been really, really steady, really steady, like Steven Yeager, steady ish, you know, um, you know, so what's I'm Yeager's made to- what 22 cuts in a row. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Good. Yep. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's been very consistent. And, you know, I've got this, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about, you know, that kind of fits this golf course. And, you know, I've kind of built that model out and some of these key ranges and obviously hitting fairways, bogey avoidance, um, these par threes, approach game, weighing it all out. And you, know, you, you, you take a little sample size here and you pull up that and Eric Cole's one, no surprise, Glover, yeah. McElroy. And then there's Grayson Sig. I mean, I, you know, look, I, I've been known to throw Sig out there at certain times. You, you, you always roll your eyes when I do, but, um, I think Sig, I think Sig's a, is a long shot to look at. He's right around 150 to one. I've, I've sprinkled a little on him there. I think he's, I think he's playing well. I'll keep going down the list. Hoagie, we've talked about it. Ryder, there he is, checks out. Doug Gim has popped in there playing well. Hubbard, these are all names that are, you know, popping up here in the model in the top 10. JT Poston. Your boy, Daniel Berger, yeah. Russell Henley, um, you know, Chris Kirk. And I go down to 17. I'll give you another name. Carson Young. I think Carson Young's a player, guys, that is finding his way. And I think Carson Young is, yeah. is, is improving. You know, I always kind of about every month or two, there's a player as I'm looking through it, you see those steady improvements kind of through the bag. I think Denny McCarthy was that guy for me last year. You could see him starting to really elevate his game and, you know, he almost got that win and but was very consistent right there. I think in that top 50 player in the world and elevated things a little bit with his ball striking. I think Carson Young's a player that's moving in the right direction as well. Um, and you can see incremental improvement throughout the game. And so I, I'll, I'll, I'll sprinkle a little Carson Young as we start getting into the 120s, 130 to one as well as a bit of a long shot. Carson Young needs the putter to happen. In order yes. to play well, he hits the ball good. Uh, he was paired with JT Poston out in the desert. So I got to see, uh, I hadn't watched him play, seen him hit balls, but I had never watched him play live before. And uh, he definitely keeps the ball in play. 
he's a he's a good candidate for a place that's this difficult where you got to put the ball in play. Big question for him. You know, in Mexico, he pops with the putter, so he's top 10. Um, if the putter is just where it normally is, then he's he's top 40. Um, but he's a solid, solid PGA Tour player. Couple Perhaps years a, little now confidence, on tour. a little confidence with the putter coming from Mexico. Um, yeah. I over mean, to here. So, long shot. Overall, he's a long shot for the reason, and that's why. And I think with the rest of his game is sending, if he can if he can have that week with the putter, we got to get the 10, 11, 12 under. All right. I mean, that's... And, and Sig's a similar guy. And Sig's yeah. best surface is definitely Bermuda, um, yeah. going back to his college years. But, like, um, he strikes the ball great, and mm-hmm. he really struggles with the putter. And he <laughs> gets angry with it, you know, because he, he was also in that group in the desert. So, like, I mean, I got to see it in front of me, and I was just kind of like, uh, who did who did he – oh, he, no, he played with Joel. I walked with Joel yeah. a little bit. And um, Grayson, I mean, he outstruck everybody in his group. And the putter was like, yeesh. And there was you look, a lot at, of you look at the winners. You look at the winners here, though. None of them jump out as great putters, right? And so, you know, Crick, yeah. I mean, Chris Kirk's a solid putter. He's not solid. Straka is, you know, Straka is solid, you know, but he's not yeah. great. Matt Jones, M, Mitchell, Rory, JT, like Adam Scott, Patty Harrington, Russell Henley. I mean, is it, is it like the putter's paradise? No, it's not. So over the last 10 you years, keep it in front of you, you got to make enough. You got to make enough and you can't be hitting the ball in the water. The putter's not the edge maker here. No, like that's this is what you're trying to say. What you're trying to say is if you're trying to differentiate yourself from the field, it's not the putter that's going to do it. You can putt well here if you're an average putter, but really what it comes down to, it's your approach game. It's your ability to score on the, the difficult fours with a lot of trouble, the difficult threes. I mean, that's really where can you, you know, the old, this is a classic, like good drives gained golf course, right? When you right. miss the fairway, yep. you miss it close, right? Yes. You know, like, yes. Um, do you just keep the ball? I, you use the word in front of you. I use the phrase in play, right? What I mean okay. by in play is that is your next shot straight at your target. Like you have the opportunity to hit it the hole after you've hit it off the tee. And mm-hmm. like, that's, it sounds pretty simple, but it doesn't always work that way, folks, you know, and this is one of those places where you got to kind of do that. And that's why when you see um, average putters, but really great ball strikers do well here or what you and I are favoring, which is which is really good ball strikers who love Bermuda and seem like they're trending towards a win. Um, there's your, there's your rationale. Yeah. It is. That is my rationale right there. And I, and you go to these fairways gained and good drives gained and some of these stats. And that's where I see Russell Henley. That's where I see Carson Young. Um, that's where I see Doug Gim, Svensson, Straka. That's, that's the model building, right? So, um, we should talk about this for a second, right? Because people bring up models all the time, right? And you and I as, as coaches use models as reinforcement. We know what it would take to coach a player to win at PGA National. And we're trying to get that out of their game. Now, let's take player X, right? They don't have a name. So we know what we need to have them do good, and we can build them from there. And that's what building a model is, right? And then what that does is it helps you relate to who's in the best form with that skill set. So that's the breakdown of it all. But when you're talking to two PGA coaches here on a Tuesday or you're listening to them, we're looking at the golf course, the grass, and the skill set way earlier than the odds. You know, the odds board for me, the odds are, odds are like sucker pins, right? I mean, that's like tucking that thing, you know, near water or whatever. It's like that's the worst thing you can look at because right away the odds makers know who's going to be popular and depending on where they set that number they'll get people excited about betting certain people and and so you have to be come up with some sort of strategy in your head and then building a model just helps reinforce what your initial thoughts are right the person is going it's just very well that person will be All the time. Well, may have lost you for a second there. Lost our man, Keith Stewart. He's frozen. He's frozen on the screen. 
But anyway, that was good though. That was, uh, you can probably hear me. We just can't hear him, but those are, those are some uh, good picks. And, and, and those are, you know, basically the way that, that we do look at it and you start, you know, kind of breaking down the golf course and what skill sets fit this course. And I think this one's so unique because they are coming from the West coast to Mexico um, and now back to the East coast. And there is going to be a bit of a reset button. There he is. He's back in a bit of a reset button for, for a lot of them that, um, you, you know, hopefully we start seeing a few more names start to pop up. And I know the tour would love to start seeing, uh, some of these bigger names pop back up and start winning some of these tournaments, um, like a Rory McIlroy, for example. I don't think they would be um, too disappointed if he could go out and win this tournament. But the way it's been going, you know, you, you've got to spend, I think, more time down the board like we have. And we've been, you know, throwing some uh, a, a lot of the picks that we like out there uh, in some of these long shots. And I feel good this week. I feel good about the model, um, as you explained there, and the type of player that we're looking at. It gets back over here. Some of them hitting the reset button. Some of them um, showing good form now back on those Bermuda greens and uh, see if we can get one to the winner's circle. And the guy that you showcase will finish with this is this guy. Look at this. Just look at this putting stroke here before you go out and play. So right before you go play, look at JT here and uh, stand upright. The thing to note about JT real quick on the instruction side is, is look at when he putts, I'm not sure – there's another guy on tour that moves the butt of the club less than JT. I mean, the butt Ooh. of the club stays right in front of him, and the club head will travel back a decent amount. Now, this is a shorter putt, but you'll see him, even when he gets a little longer, the butt of the club, man, it doesn't it doesn't move a whole lot. And then from there, he just kind of rocks the shoulders through, hits it maybe with a little more shaft lean than most that I, that I kind of like. Um, and... It's just pure. The ball just melts off of the face uh, with this guy. So it's a good pick. JT feels like he's gonna um, he's gonna get back in the winner's circle here in the way that he's playing. That yeah. was uh, that was Keith's first look. Uh, my first look was uh, on uh, Russell there, but lots of others. Long shots with the Bez we like a lot. Svensson, you know, is in there, and, and Sig and some other names. As you start looking down the board, uh, Carson Young, another that I threw out there. Keith, any final thoughts before we um, we part ways here? Cognizant Classic, we've got, what, Bay Hill next week, and then you'll be here at the players after that. Some great tournaments coming up. Great tournaments coming up. Uh, two weeks on the road in front of me, and uh, apologize on the Wi-Fi. It's my first, for my first day using the Internet, so sorry about that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, see that. What do you got? Like, we got like dial up in there. Uh, someone like <laughs> you, that guy wife pick up the phone, make a phone call, or what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Read Keith, the line the man. At, at AOL. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, Keith. Good stuff. We'll be back next week on Tuesday. Hey, don't forget Thursday. Um, got uh, longtime uh, Jake Napsco, who's in the field this week. This is going to be interesting. Uh, John Ortega, as well as uh, I think Dana Dalkwas, been helping him. Going to put that together for you guys on uh, Thursday. But uh, if you don't catch that, I'll be back on Tuesday, all things Bay Hill. And then the players, Keith Stewart at Read the Line. I'm Travis Fulton. See you.